Welcome to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. That's Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mack. They're two women with voices that just happen to have sons in the NFL. That means you'll hear about football and motherhood, but you'll never know what you're going to hear next. So let's get this conversation started. Here are your hosts, Garrett and Mac. Welcome, welcome, welcome today to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. It is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. We are celebrate, still celebrating Dancing in the Streets. But what we want to do first is welcome back my co-host, Jeracy Mack. She was out last week. Uh, she was suffering from strep, though. Say hello to the peoples. Come on, say hello, hello. Jeracy. I don't sound like Darth Vader. <laughs> oh, she was pretty bad off. And we had another guest uh, host fill in for us. Her name was Odette Alexander. And she is actually going to join us again today, along with Dexter. Oh, my gosh. Are y'all ready for this man here? And... Um, Oh, he's already he's already laughing. But um, we we have an exciting show today. We're going to talk post-election time. Um, if you paid any attention to, you know, the description, we call the TikTok TikTok counting down to January 21st. I mean, 20th, 2021. So, uh, Jeracy, what are you thinking? I mean, the election has occurred. I, I'm waiting on the fallback. We, we're counting down to 2021, uh, January 2021, yeah. but I'm worried about what's going to happen in between that time. That's I true. Know, uh, like a lot of people, I'm very excited. Um, I'm excited for the history to be made with our vice president uh, and then Biden receiving president. And as they say, I'm excited to say I passed president. That means there's a new about. So I'm looking forward to it, but I am probably like most other Americans concerned in what kind of activity, what's going to happen, what's going to take place, what kind of fallout, what kind of actions are we going to have until we get to that point? You know what? It's ironic. Um, If anybody's listened to us recently, you know, I'm always that gleeful one that is very, very, very happy to discuss uh, 45 uh, and his behavior in office. And as much as I enjoyed hearing that Biden and Harris, the ticket, was elected, I, I have no particular joy in the fact that, that Trump is not, because I also think that change is going to come in a massive way uh, from his supporters. If you think about it, there's only a 4, 000, 4 million uh, vote difference with the popular vote. That's a lot of people, Seventy over 70 million people that, that voted for this joker. That's a lot of hate. That's a lot of hate. And I mean, Odette, feel free to jump in here. Dexter, Mr. Floyd, I know you can't be silent. Come on in. And, you know, we brought you on to hear a different perspective because, you know, Jeracy and I, we've talked ad nauseum. I can't stand a bastard. I I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. I, where you're Jesus, Jesus, you over there giggling. You can't even say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I can't. I can't help it on God. I, well, you know, that's God the polite, that's the polite word. I asked the radio term I have for him, but you know, I got God a private it. one. I got a private one for you, but you no, know, um, I, I understand the reservations that Jeracy expressed. I think a lot of Americans have those same, you know, concerns. Um, but I think that the vast majority of people, while they may not be happy with the fact that Biden has won the uh, presidency, I think the vast majority of people want to live peacefully. They don't want oh, yeah. there to be any um, violence, any any of that. Now, the, his hardcore base, 
I anticipate that there are going to be some incidents. I anticipate that there are going to be some acts of violence. But on the whole, I think that uh, while it may not be um, a traditional transition, um, there will be a transition nevertheless. He's not going to concede. He said before the election he wasn't going to concede. So that, that's not unexpected. Uh, and given his character and the type of person that he is, I, you know, the same uh, blustering and um, noise making that he made before, I expect the same thing now. He has no character, Odette. You, you're giving him something he doesn't have. This is a this is a person, an individual that has no character. He has no moral compass. He has shown us and told us who he is every step of the way. And the and the thing is with me, I don't have a problem with Trump. Trump is who Trump is. Just like he said, it is what it is. Yes. It's my problem is it shows me what you are mm-hmm. when you can co-sign on who he is. That says what you are. So my, my concern is them going back into the closet and in the shadow and doing subterfuge to um, people that are not on their page. And I'm and we have white Republicans as well as black Republicans. It's that mindset of being a Republican versus a Democrat versus a human versus a human is is too too much for me. You know, I think sometimes that we 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 conflate it all into one thing, and I had to come to a realization that it's not true all the time. And what I mean by that is I know that everybody that is a Republican is not a Trump supporter. Right, right. Because you have people that, like for many of us, we voted we voted Democrat all of our lives because we born, bred Democrat. I know people that were born, bred Republican. We, you got three different kinds of people that are going on. Those lifelong Republicans that vote. It would have been Ben Carson at the top of the ticket. It would have been Marco Rubio at the top of the ticket. They would have voted Republican irrespective too. You have people that vote issues. I don't care what's going on. I am pro-life. And because you're pro-choice, I'm never going to vote you. I don't agree with what he's doing. But I, the Republican value for me is pro-choice. I mean, pro-life. And then you got that group that are the racists and those that are hardcore Trump supporters, no matter what he does. And so you have, uh, you have a different, you got three or four different groups of people within the Republican party. And I think sometimes we do uh, people a disservice when we lump everybody into the same boat. Oh, agree. Republican um, that that happens. Now, those that are sitting around at the, at the, at the, at the um, different places with their guns, I was watching them today doing the flag, they're stupid enough to believe that the election was stolen, they're stupid enough to believe that there's a bag of ballots being burnt, who's going to jail for burning a bunch of ballots, and those were printed out ballots off of, off, off of a computer once they did the fact check, and so that's the scary part, um, mm-hmm. is that people believe, that group believe everything he says or, and those are the scary people, though. That Dexter, those are the ones right. that scare me. I'm I'm not concerned about the ones who vote their ticket. I mean, I'm concerned because I just think that's silly. Um, I I and I've said this before. I'm one of those middle people that will vote Republican based on who that person is and and what their platform is and what they're passionate about. If we connect on that level, and I will vote Democratic. Um, but I remember when Obama came in the office, my first time voting for Obama. I remember somebody asking me, did you vote for him just because he was black? And I said, mm-hmm, I sure did. 
I mean, because mm-hmm. quite frankly, that was all the qualification he needed at this point for me in that moment. But I voted for, I, how about this? I have voted for some Republicans for a whole lot less than the fact that he, you know, so it's, it's, it's where you line up with me philosophically and on issues that I tend to vote for. And I don't care. What, I mean, because everybody's not geeked up to, to take on abortion in their turn. So you, that might not be a factor for me in that moment. And I, I, I struggle with the supporters who the, the extremists. And that's why I take no glee behind it, because I always said, either way, we're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly true. And that's what I'm concerned about. It's just like Dexter was saying, those that were out there today with the guns and talking about ballots and stuff are being burned. Those are the people that I'm concerned about. Um, there was uh, an email or a text or something that I received that was floating around. Um, It said that it was from the NAACP. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it was saying something about some people wanted to make an aim to shoot all black men. And so it's it's stuff like that, that, that you can't dismiss and you worry about it, but you don't know what to think because you don't want to dismiss it because you don't know what people really think. It's just like the whole thing with the COVID when he told people to inject themselves with the bleach and stuff. Some people actually listen. Yeah. What a couple of people died. A couple of people died. Now, wait a minute, both of you are administered. You're you're, you're in schools. How do you deal with the students who come back and now they're, I mean, because I I remember it when my kids were in high school, um, they went to predominantly white high school and they were kind of, well, one, you wouldn't go mess with him, but the girl, it kind of, they came, she wore an Obama shirt and a person that was not black came up and kind of had something to say. They picked the wrong chicken. She had time that day. But um, how do you address it in school where now you're going to have some, some Trump kids who have been in, indoctrinated as, as Dexter said, now coming back to the schools and you're going to have, I mean, it's only the fanatics who cause the problems, mm-hmm. you know? So how are you going to balance out <clears throat> how you stop this stuff from getting to school and battle COVID at the same time? See, I'm a principal of a high school, of a drama uh, prevention credit recovery high school. And, but mine has been the flip uh, because my school don't have a lot of white kids, but the white boy that, that actually came, he has been wearing his, he, he was wearing his Trump 2020 mask. But see, this is the thing, <laughs> Garrett, this is the thing about that. <laughs> yeah, y'all should see my face. See, he got the <laughs> yeah, y'all saw a face. But this is my thing. Um, as long as it as long as it wasn't a problem, it didn't become a problem as far as him taunting, and I was okay mm-hmm. with it because I would have had nothing to say about my other kids wearing a Harris, I'm mean, wearing a Biden Harris mask. We here. My kids, some of the other kids, they was talking to him, asking him, so tell me, why do you support Trump? And what I liked about it was he was able to articulate at 18 why he supported Trump. We don't understand it. And I come to realize I don't have to. I was impressed with the fact that he could articulate two to three things. That was it cogent? It was really a cogent argument. Really? That he stood for. But... If you go and I ask two or three of my kids on the flip, not in front of everybody, I knew they didn't know, why why do you support the Biden-Harris ticket? They have no idea. They had no idea when it came to issues as to why you're Democratic, why you're a Democrat, 
you know, you could possibly be an independent. God forbid, you could possibly be a Republican. But if you don't know what they stand for, Mm-hmm. then you don't know what you're just going off what grandma and them told you you were. And so I was, so my, here the adults were more concerned with what he had on than the kids. The adults were having a fit. My teachers were having a fit, but I said, I'm not going to bring attention to it because if I bring attention to it, I don't want him to feel like he's not welcomed here. Well, I wouldn't have any more problem with it. If you let black lives matter uh, face masks come in, if you let one in, you let the other one in. Absolutely. So, and and what kids, we're not going to do is have an argument. To. We're going to have, we'll have a dialogue. We're not going to have an argument. That's right. And he, and nobody's ever wanted, nobody's ever come up here in Black Lives Matter stuff. Nobody's ever come up here in a uh, Biden-Harris anything. With them, they are very vocal. But why do you, why do you think they could be so bold? I mean, Odette, that's, that's something I wanted to ask you last time. Why in the world do you think Trump fans, Trumpsters, or whatever the hell they call themselves, why do you think they can be so bold in this is who I am and in MAGA and all that crap? Because he he empowered them to be that way. He said all of the things that they've always wanted to say, but were not able to say. He emboldened them to do those things. And so they felt um, more comfortable with saying um, racist things that they themselves don't consider racist, uh, but are in in fact is. Um, And just, you know, in my particular situation, I have younger children and my campus is predominantly African-American. And so that has not been such an issue here, Uh, but we have had situations where there have been children in the older grades when they've had discussions in classrooms about, politics and that sort of thing. And um, basically, we try to keep it civil and and teach the children about respect and uh, respecting other people's point of view. Um, But it's very obvious that um, children bring home what they hear at home. Uh, Okay, so when you and and I want to I want to talk about that coming back full circle, because to me, hate is taught. Um, we don't come into the world hating somebody because of, because we don't know what the because of is. Mm -hmm. And one thing that this has taught me in the last uh, three and a half years is that there are people who are teaching hate in our homes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, it is scary to me that we, but this next generation, they, they are, I'm talking about the, the, I guess they're millennials. Yeah. They really are just accepting people for who they are. More so Generation Z. Okay, gen- okay. They, I mean, to me, they're more accepting of just people. You know, right. I, either, I either vibe with you or I don't. That's you right. know, and that's what I like to see about these young people because I don't know what the de- uh, the demographics because we really haven't got to the aggregate of what is what the, the breakdown of the voting has been. We've got pieces and parts. Mm-hmm. I would really love to see how the young people voted. Who and what were their demographics? Because remember, last time Trump had a lot of uneducated uh, white men Mm -hmm. who who voted men. But he still he still has this. He still has that. But what we have seen through the aggregation, the little bit that has been done, Mm -hmm. it was white people that caused him not to win this time. And he did have a greater um, group of African American men. Yeah, and. Latinos, I had Latino kids at my school arguing about Trump versus Biden. Oh, boy. Both Hispanic 
kids. Well, it was, it was about three or four groups of them, but these were for Biden and they were for Trump. And so we, in our mind, we're wondering how is that possible? But it's true. Okay, we've come back off the break. We're going to head to the break and we come back. We're going to follow up on that because I, I do want to talk about some of those demographics. You're a black man. I want to hear your perspective of other black men, black men who voted for Trump in this election. So when we come back, um, we will talk. He, he will have to speak for his people, <laughs> the black men of America, <laughs> when we return. So we'll be back shortly. Bye-bye. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, you need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Mac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. We just want to thank our guests for the day. But I do want to pick up somewhere where Mr. Floyd left off. One of the things that we were talking about in the generation, I had about, I'll say 15 to 20 young African-American men between the ages of 28 and 35 that were very determined that they were going to vote for Trump, and they did vote for him. And so, and one of the things that I asked them Uh, what was it about him that they wanted to vote for him? And the response that I received was because he is not like other politicians. He tells you what he thinks. He tells you how it is. He doesn't bite his tongue. He doesn't back down. He doesn't do um, all the things that other politicians do. He, but 
my under, my question to them was, is it okay to be in such sense disrespectful in times that he was disrespectful? Yeah, because he the man, he can do that. But but he, but what when there, he what how? Okay, so Dexter, you gonna have to help us because if you're cutting off the cutting off your nose to spite your face just because somebody told you that it's okay to cut off your nose, why? I, I I'm I'm lost. Explain your explain your menfolk. Well, it, it's a couple of it's a couple of different issues going on here because we're dealing with a couple of different different people. We're dealing with a, that millennial slash generation Z, who for them, um, it is that's a generation of people that don't like anybody to tell them anything. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you got somebody that's being what they consider to be real, um, that's not being fake that can just say it no matter what, they are attracted to that. And so I, I, I get to where they can maybe latch on to that kind of um, uh, vitriol, you know, pushing it out, saying whatever you want to, whenever you want to, nothing can hold me back. I'm going to give it to you just like, so I can get them grabbing that. So that's one group of black men. The second group of black men is, is on up. 40 and above, and they were able to uh, not necessarily not necessarily vote for Trump, but they were voting against Biden because they remember the crime bill back from the 90s that incarcerated, that incarcerated so many, and that's what they were saying, they incarcerated so many African-American men. And I Dexter, no, 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 but Dexter, when you, when that argument is made, I go back to the fact that Biden, now I'm not defending it, but Biden co-signed on a bill that was brought to the table. He agreed to it. That was his job. But more so, I can I can deal with the person having an evolution of thought from 20 years ago to where he is now of an evolution than to deal with a fool in his current state that does not have a change of mindset that tells me I don't have a good um, thought process or plan to address your community. And, and, that, and, that, and that's the truth, but education is the truth to that. Education is that you're able to, 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 to go beyond a particular thing. You know that people evolve, you know, evolution is a thing, but we're talking about, we're talking about people sometimes who don't care that he has. It's kind of like, and check this out. It's kind of like somebody who, um, uh, 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 we're going to say raped, raped your child, uh, at, at age 13 and now your child is 30 it's not a child anymore that's 20 your child is 40 you're most of the time we never ever forgive that person that did that to my child evolution has come that have paid their time their debt whatever the case may be we don't forgive them and that's what's happened to biden they don't care that he's evolved. They don't care that he was in his 30s or 40s when that happened. They don't care. And it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. Same thing with Kamala Harris. The things that she did as the Attorney General of uh, of California, they felt like she did a lot of hardcore things to African-American men. So I'm, I'm saying you got two different groups of men who are thinking one is for Trump because of how he's a mess, but the other group is against Biden because of what he has done. So he, and when you look at, when, when you look at the aggregate, you'll see his, his um, African-American men skyrocketed for Trump because every, all of them wasn't for him. 
some of the more against Biden, kind of like what happened with Hillary Clinton. You know, everybody wasn't for Trump, but a lot of the people were against Hillary. And so when you don't have anybody to vote for, you vote against a particular person. I, so, I, I got you. I, I, I yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I mean, and I agree 100. What we talking about is real, but for them, it's real to them too, and it, it's real ignorant, but it's real. He says we're ignorant. You know, uh, Odette, you sit, you, you look like you have something to say. Well, I mean, you know, and I think it's part of that surface level knowledge. Now, you have Absolutely. to remember that this is a man who appealed to a lot of people because of his TV personality. And some people are still hung up on that TV personality. And at the same time, I think he was very strategic about, you know, when he called in people to the White House to discuss issues regarding the African-American community, he didn't call in scholars. He didn't call in policymakers. He didn't call in educated people. He called in entertainers. He called in rappers. And he called in some preachers. Okay, but black men, though, but black, but, but, but nevertheless, black men that would appeal to a certain segment of black men. And then he kept preaching that same line about I've done this as far as unemployment. I've done this as far as HBCUs and I've done this as far as criminal justice reform. And he repeated it over and over and over and over again. And some people not realizing that he never formed any policies that were really beneficial to the African-American community, never looking at the fact that when it came to the unemployment rate, we're talking about uh, jobs that do not have benefits, that are low paying, low wage earning jobs, never addressing this, that the fact that there's still two times more unemployed than whites, never addressing that gap. He pardoned what, three people? So never p- passing any policies that are going to address the 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 um, uh, inad- inequities within the justice system regarding African-Americans. Well, uh, remember he did more, policy. no, but remember he did the crime bill that Van Jones pushed forward. He was, I mean, Van yeah. got on there and just really cried hard because Trump signed in, <laughs> and I think Kim Kardashian, well, they got somebody out of jail. Let's give credit where credit is because that's more he did more for African Americans in these three and a half years. Don't look don't look like that at that camera, Odette. No, ma'am. Um, but I'm trying to find. I would actually pass too. that crime bill. I I'm just giving you the facts. Don't don't and, don't shoot and, the messenger. And, 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 well, okay. And my, my question to HBCUs. Now, I, I give him credit. He did give funding to HBCUs. And then he gave, I was going to say, he gave him a little money. He gave him a little money, then turned around and signed in uh, a piece of legislation that's going to make it even more difficult for them to get that money. Um, so, I, you know, I, the best thing that I can say about Trump is a lot of the things that he was, that he may be get credit for, uh, that were started under the Obama administration, um, he didn't mess it up. That's about the best thing I can say for him. <laughs> but he's not a leader. He's not, he's a, not leader. a leader. He's not and a leader. he's not someone that I feel like is best for this country. And, you know, I, I he did pull some African-American men to his side. Um, I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. Uh, but that's Luke because he's out of there. <laughs> tick tock, tick tock. He's you know what? There. It's 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 ironic. It's ironic. Um, 
I, I look at the, the current election and I look at the process that it took. I look at the fact that he has, I remember when he first came in and everybody was like, like oh, dignity and grace is being returned to the White House. We're going to find, I mean, we're finally having class back into the White House. So first of all, you had a, a first lady who I've seen more of her naked butt on the internet than I've seen of Michelle's uh, uncovered arms. Right. And, and we were scandal free for eight years. And even if, and I've heard plenty of people who talk about, well, Obama didn't do anything for black people. Obama didn't do this. I tell you what, he didn't re, he did not administer or rule his presidency with the executive pen like Trump did. And in fact, I remember interviews where Trump was giving Obama hell for even using the executive order power that he had and he's done nothing but use the executive order power and tell you he had every right to do because i'm president i'm basically god and i do what the hell i want to do so when i when i sit here and i think about all the scandal and drama every day about this man it has been the most draining thing between corona the the covid virus and trump i'm tired I, I yes. am mentally, and that's what we're going to talk about in our, the last half of the show is just the, how do we come out of our mental fog, but, but behind this, this drama and still get through the next two months, because he's not going to go easily at mm. all. And my concern, my concern that I have again, is what kind of laws, what kind of, what has been done with the country? What kind of political work has actually been done other than people fighting against him? On stuff he stuff he's saying. Have we had any laws or any bills? Yeah, what, what's been done is, and, and they've been very strategic at doing it. It's just been very silent. What has been done is packing these courts. Packing the courts. Yeah. Uh, Two hundred and plus um, uh, right wing conservative judges. Yeah. Two hundred and eighteen, nineteen, whatever it is. Not one is black. And so what, what he does now is that he may be gone, but those appellate courts mm-hmm. yes. are full. And so now it still mm-hmm. leans. And, and some of them are lifetime appointments, just like the Supreme Court. Yes. Some of them are lifetime appointments. Are. But Obama left them empty. That's the part that pissed me off. Obama, Obama no, 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 left no, 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 no. a buttload empty. He didn't leave them empty. Remember, Mitch McConnell, they have to bring them. They have That's to right. bring them before. Bring them before. The people, Mitch McConnell decided. I've not, that I did I'm not, not know. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. So you can't know. He, Obama didn't leave him. Mitch McConnell, the Senate has to bring him up. They have to come before the Senate wow. to be approved. And wow. so, kind of, you know, like Garland, like like Just Mary like Garland he had the opportunity. Right. Yes, yes. Opportunity. So what he yeah. did was he decided, I'm not doing any judges, any wow. anything for Obama. Remember the first couple of years, uh, we have. Oh, he said he wouldn't. He, he said, it. "Yeah, he's gonna do McConnell it said I'm not gonna do anything." And and I could just the Kentucky and South Carolina citizens. <laughs> I could I could burn y'all states down. <laughs> right. I I want to if I could cut y'all oh, out. Jesus, decided, Jesus. Oh, if Jesus. I could, I ain't talking about killing folks. I'm just talking about if I could just cut y'all whole states out and sit y'all out in the in the Atlantic Ocean for a while, and just let y'all sit there and and beat and let Mitch McConnell and and Lindsey Graham run you. That's what I would do. Because you put them same foolish fools back in place that has for eight years and now 12 years, basically, stopped any progress in our government function. We have not made any strides in our government function. But see, but, 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 this, but, this, but, this is how, but this is how we can do it, though. 
And this, this is how we can do it. I sent money today to gacenate.com. Because come this on. is the thing. We have got to get behind Stacey Abrams yep. to make sure the two runoffs in Georgia. January 5th, yep. that both of those Democrats win. Yes. Because if both of those Democrats win, then we got a 50-50 Senate. And, and guess who breaks the time? That's what I'm talking about. Yes, yes. who no, breaks the time? Because for sure, we just got to get behind it. Yeah, and for sure, because he's Mitch is going to do the same thing with Biden that he did with Obama. He's going to try to block everything that he does. And I'm telling you, the reason why, Jeracy, I'm not so much concerned about Trump and what he's going to do in these next couple of months before he leaves is because I think that um, the Republicans, they he, he served their purpose for what they needed him to do. They've got their Supreme Court justice. They've got their justices in. They, yeah, they, they're they've got what they need from him. They're going to let him just dissipate in the wind. And I unless I, I unless Joe them pack the court, unless well, they pack the court, well, unless they pack the court, you so know what I they shouldn't do? Nine, they shouldn't pack the nine them. people. Wait a minute. Do it anyway. They shouldn't pack the court. They should decrease the number on the court. And you know what? The first one high, the last one high is the first one fired. I, uh, well, I would decrease the number. It, is that a constitutional can. thing that you cannot yeah, decrease yeah, the yeah, number? It's, yeah, it's a lifetime appointment. Like they can't, they can't decrease. But the reason why I say add and make it 20 people on there. And I say that because now when you write, when you when you write a an opinion. You've got to, you really have to write it for now to, you got about another 19 people that you have to convince that this is, this is good. Cause now you got, you got the uh, uh, independents on there. You got Democrats on, what well, Democrats, you got conservatives on there. You got liberals on there. You need enough to where what one person or two people do is not going to tank the whole thing. That's why I, that's why the nine, nine's a six, three or whenever. That's why I say more. Not not so that we can be in in uh, in, in position of power, but so that it's fair with one person and what one person says or what two people say, if Judge Roberts didn't do this or if this one didn't do this, then everything is gone. If now, if if this new lady, if she if she votes this way, it's gone. But if you got 15 to 20 people on there, um, it doesn't it doesn't matter now because now there is there's a there's a variety and a diversity of thought on the Supreme Court. When you talk about the highest law in the land, three people, two people shouldn't be able to tell this country, how it should be ran when you know yeah. conservative view is not, 70% of this country is not conservative. Well, you know, the part, is, the part that got me is, is the fact that we're still talking about Roe versus Wade. I think if you've already ruled on a case and you've ruled on and made a decision, we should not keep coming back and rewriting this decision. I mean, I just agree. because we don't like it. And when I get in power, I'm gonna have you vote on it again. It's well, like you keep I, coming back and putting me in jail. I, I you know what? I, when Republicans talk to me about pro-life, pro-choice, my thing is, is you are always pro-life until the child gets here and then you don't want any aid or any help to, to, to now have this mother to raise this child that you bust your, your, you almost, she said the bad yeah. word. Your well, hips I mean, get. 
Pass sounds before. good in theory, but but that's not going to work because you have to remember that at one time the Supreme Court said that you could be, have separate facilities for blacks and that that's true. It, it was equal. Yeah. And then they had to come back and say, well, no, it never was it's inherently equal. That part. Unequal. So I think what I don't have a problem with the courts changing. I don't have a problem with how we interpret the laws with regard to how things are for whatever the generation is or how the shifts in attitudes are. I think what's most important though is just having a balanced court where you have just like Dexter said, a balanced point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, And that so not one group of people can make decisions Mm -hmm. about everybody that Mm -hmm. are detrimental to, to, to particular communities. Well, maybe we should take it out of the hands of the president to, to put somebody forth and put it in the hands of a neutral body that is comprised of a diverse group well, because I a mean, president has his own agenda. Well, of course, but the way our system is supposed to work is our government does, is not just the president and it's not just the courts and it's not just Congress, but it's all those three working in tandem so that one group doesn't have more power than the other and we're supposed to be able to cheat achieve this uh well, oh dad how did that work out for us that's not working that's well, not that, that's because that's well that well, 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 because you use the right word system systems systems mm-hmm. are abstract they're only as functional as the people that run them exactly. so even here at my school i can have a great tardy system until miss alexander decides she don't care who comes in class late mm-hmm. and so now they'll say the tardy our tardy system sucks it doesn't suck the system is abstract. It's only as functional as the people that run them. And so we have, three, we have those three branches of government, but they are still ran by humans. Well, this way, the, the inmates were running the asylum for the last four years. I mean, we have literally had no leadership. We have not had a model of leadership. We have not had any level of integrity at the leadership level to give us in a direction. If you can't bring yourself to tell people to wear a mask during a pandemic, you, you have no leadership skills. And I don't care what you call it. I don't, I don't care if you, you know, name call and, and be petty or whatever, you know, you're not showing true leadership. Okay. We're going to circle back around. We're going to go into break, but when we come back, I want each of us to take a moment um, as we, we come through and tell us what your hopes and dream are dreams are for the nation going forward. Um, not in in like an emergency case or oh, January 20th is coming. This is what I, I think is going to, you know, civil war is going to break out. But what are your aspirations? What are your hopes and dreams for the, the coming presidency and life after, after that? So we're going to go to break and we'll see you when we come back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hello, I am Jose Sanchez with Jose Sanchez Law Firm. As an aggressive Harvard-educated lawyer for almost 20 years, I have fought for the rights, freedoms, and voices for the people all around the world. Whether it's winning millions of dollars for the injured people or getting not guilty verdicts in the courtroom, I am a success. During the times of hardship, You need an advocate that will fight for your rights and is not scared of the courtroom. Visit my website at attorneysanchez.com and let me be your voice. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. 
In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand. All from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. If you want to make your voice heard, call us during the live show at 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or send an email to Garrett and Mac at gmail.com. Now back to Double Down. Welcome back to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. I'm Jeracy Mack. We have Audrey Garrett, Odette Alexander, and Dexter Floyd on with us today. And we're really having an interesting topic about how the election played out. Of course, we all know by now that Joe Biden and Harris were our winners, president and vice president, our first lady vice president um, that the world has ever seen. 2020 has still become a historical landmark in the United States. Amen. And will be talked about for years and years to come. It's so many different things that are happening. We're discussing so much information about how the world is changing. And it, it makes you wonder if you keep up with your word of God, did he not warn us of this? You know, these are changes. These are things that are coming. And um, so before we went to break, Audrey talked about wanting each of us to just talk about what we want to see in um, in the upcoming year with our new president and I, I would like to start out with what what I want to see I want to see a system fix I don't know um I don't know how other people feel but just like just like Dexter was saying the system is broken and we've got to put a system back together to put us back together because when you fall to pieces you're vulnerable to let somebody come in and attack and we are we're exposing ourselves to be vulnerable for someone to come in and attack because if someone come in and attack us, the number of judges that we have at the Supreme Court, they're not going to be the ones on the, on the front line fighting for us. We need to be together as a unity. Um, if anything happens, it's not the White House. The people are going to have to come together and learn how to defend and take care of ourselves and get the vulnerability that's been placed over us. We need to have it removed. We need to start praying for one another, hoping and pray that, that we all can come back together and be as one. Um, y'all can't hear us in the break, but one of the things we were saying in the break that Audrey me- mentioned, 
I don't want to have to get in the trenches and fight with my friend and then wonder if he's going to stab me in my back while I'm trying to fight somebody else. We got to pull together and 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 start to be as be a country as one. It shouldn't take an incident such as 9-11 or a bombing or a situation to make us all want to come together and defend the country. This is our country. We need to work hard and defend it. We need, I know it's hard with the statement, equal and justice for all, but we need to find a situation where we can have that equal and justice for all. Odette, you're, go ahead and give us your hopes and aspirations for the coming coming year or the next few years. Well, I hope what I'm hoping for during this um, administration is I'm hoping to see uh, some accountability. I'm hoping to see um, the candidates come through with what they've said that they're going to do. And I want to see uh, people holding them accountable. Um, one of the things that we've come to discover uh, come to realize is that a lot of times politicians take for granted that we're going to vote for them um, without really giving us our money's worth. And so what I'm hoping is, is that we all uh, hold these uh, candidates feet to the fire, make them accountable for what they said that they're going to do, and also take some personal responsibility, mm. um, educate mm. ourselves, make sure we are aware of what's going on. A lot of us don't even understand the system that we say is flawed. Um, we need to make sure we understand that system and then whatever changes need to be made, we need to make sure we put ourselves behind those people who are, who are working toward making that system better. Our system is imperfect, that's that's for sure. But I think that our system is probably the best system out of any country in the world. Um, it's the better system, um, but we've got to make it work the way that it was, maybe not so much the way that it was intended because when it was created, we weren't, it, they didn't have us in mind. But those things need to be addressed and they need to be changed. And we have a system by where we can change our constitution if we need to, um, to bring it up to date. So I just want to see people uh, working together, of course, but we're not going to all agree, um, but coming to some sort of a middle ground. Because like I said earlier, I think on the whole, people really want to live peacefully. People just want to be able to go to, you know, Go to work, take care of their families, live in peace. Um, I think the vast majority of people do. And no matter what the uh, crazy people are doing, whatever craziness comes out of Trump's mouth, I think in the end, um, light, darkness will never overtake light. And um, Agreed. Agreed. And I, I think that's why things have transpired the way that they have. All right, Dexter, your turn. Mm. <clears throat> you know, that's. I mean, I was thinking about it, but I don't know that I have a, a, a salient answer that would um, give any kind of credence to what really needs to be done. But I think, be honest, y'all, but I think we need to have, we need to kind of practice a couple of things. The ability to just be able to um, be okay um, with people not thinking like us. Mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of hard for us to mm -hmm. uh, to fathom that that somebody would um, 
vote for Biden or somebody that would vote for Trump, it's hard for us to fathom that. And so with that, we have to be okay with that because if we don't, our blood pressure is going up. You know, we, we have to be okay with people. When we talk about diversity, we're not just talking about diversity in skin color. We're talking about diversity of thought, um, yes. diversity of mind. And, right. and how people, because we're not gonna, we're not gonna understand it, and there's no way that you could possibly understand it. Um, if they don't, if they've never lived in this darker hue, then they can't understand what we're talking about. They can pretend to, but you'll never understand what it feels like to walk into a store, or even me as a black man that's very, that's as articulate as I could possibly be. But when I'm in a room, with did you just a- brag on yourself like on the side? <laughs> He let does that on occasion. Pa- listen, oh, okay. listen, listen, listen. My, my papa and my grandmother, <laughs> Ethel Lee Floyd, used to say, it's a po' dog that won't wag his own tail. Come, come on now. Come on come now. On. Okay. It's a po' frog that won't praise his own pun. Oh, Come on now, and you and, and you put a handle on there and say Miss Ethel. I ain't got to say that's what my grandma. You say Miss right. Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> no, and seriously, that's family. I, because if we don't like, if, if we as articulate as I am, when I'm in a room full of other white administrators, there's something that 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 bubbles in me sometimes that makes me feel like, you know, maybe you're not as good as they are, and I'm serious, and I know that I am. I told Dracy, I graduated in August from Baylor with my PhD. Um, this coming August in Baylor. But it's still when you when you when you stand in front, so they don't understand that. So mm-hmm. it's so it, for us to be okay with not having an answer to everything. And we're not okay with that. But we, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to learn as a people to be okay with people not understanding um, what's going the way we think. And I got to be okay with not understanding the way Odette thinks. Um, I'm never going to understand that. And that's, and that's hard, Audrey. That, that is hard. <laughs> but, but it'll give us long life. I really believe that. It'll give us long life. And then start, and start harnessing together. Because um, I was telling Drace, I got a little thing that's called the Black Safe Space. And we were talking about liberation the other week. And, the and now, was, did, he just, and did, did he just give himself a shout out? For his, he did. Okay, did. but All but right, I t- I warned I warned you about him before he got him. Okay, fine. Okay, go ahead. And so well, as we was talking about liberation. We were. But well, what's it called again? What's it called again? The Black Safe Space. Okay, and where can the we Black find Safe. it? Where can we find it? You can. It's invitation only. Okay. Oh. You are. Oh, okay. You are being, being so you shady. No, I wanted I wanted you to no, hype no, it. Serious. No, and I wanted you to hype it just in case. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's just a, a group because right now you talk about the Black Safe Space, you, and Audrey, you would be great. What I'm talking about, you are able to say things and have real conversations about us to where there is no judgment because there are things that we need to, when we talk about being real, you need to be real about your credit being 500. You need to be, you talk about the white man, but you need right. to be real about things that right. you can fix. Right. And so right. that's, that's, that's where I'm about because the black safe space, you got to be able to be, be real about where we are so right. we can get to where we need to be. And so that's why I'm just, just us people being okay with not being, not understanding Trump supporters, not okay. just not being okay with that. Now for me, um, I'm going to, I'm going to close out the show by just saying um, what I, what I want most is to be able to have cogent conversations with people mm. who don't look like me, who don't come from my same background. Um, unfortunately, during this time, I found out that I had people who I may have considered friends who really had me in their social circle because they thought I had some status. 
Mm. Or they thought I had enough money to be one of them because you're not like one of them. Um, I want to have the conversations with people who, because you can't change things in mass. You have to change things one-on-one. And I believe meeting people where they are. Now, I'm not in the business of, Google is out here, and I'm not in the business of trying to to open up class and become a teacher for you. You need to educate yourself. But I want to be here to be ready to stand in the gap to give you some clarity from the position of where I come from and where we come from as Black people. It's amazing how often we say, but really you'll hear friends who now are going, I never knew it was like that. That's why people Mm -hmm. can get behind the Black Lives Matter because mm-hmm. they really didn't understand. They thought we were always throwing out the race card. But when you see a knee on a man's neck, it opens up conversation. I really did not know this was happening. You can live in a very ambivalent life if you don't look right or left and you have blinders on and just see who you see. So I want to be that person who helps to facilitate and make a space for people to express themselves. Um, there's a new group called Parlor, and I'm not trying to give them any any hype, but they're, that's a safe space for whites to talk about their love for Trump and what his ideological standing is. And if you can have a safe safe place for black people, all of us should find a unit to have a safe space in which we can be real with ourselves and take accountability for ourselves. Um, You can pick yourself up and not wait for the system to help you. So that's my goal and my little idea. I'm just gonna touch one person at a time. And and hopefully in in that engagement, we can bring them to a point of understanding of both sides. And ladies and gentlemen, that's it for Double Down this week. With I mean, Garrett and Mac, we did it again. We closed out another Odette. My God, Dexter, I, we're going to have to see you again. No, um, thank you for having us. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to have to close out Garrett and Mac for this week. And, and we look forward to talking to you next week again, uh, audience. And hopefully we'll have something a little less serious on the, on the top, on the, on the agenda. We'll talk to you soon next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Double Down with Garrett and Mac. Be sure to join Audrey Garrett and Jeracy Mac again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next week.